is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So what? What's wrong with being sexy? Because if Shark has this kind of problem, like if you were here complaining like about historical stuff, I could be like, it's look, different. sometimes that doesn't matter to me. Right. <laughs> I respect what you're saying, but right. I can I can suspend disbelief. <laughs> but this is like you saying the show sucks is just purely on an aesthetic level of a show. It is. It's that's it's, hard for me to swallow. It's bad writing and bad acting. It's it's just bad. Wow. It's bad all bad. around. I don't care what the yeah what the topic is, what the issue because is. Because it's, it's not bad. It reminds, reminds me of another show called 20 or 21. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> no the shows. Finding the 20 bad greatest writing, things. In bad the, acting. That's right. Bad everything. We're finding the 20 greatest things in the 21st century. How are we doing that? We're, we're focusing on a show made in 1992 right now. <laughs> <laughs> now that's... That is us, right? For the next there. hundred or so episodes. That's right. Yeah, for the foreseeable future. We're in for six seasons. It's going to be a while. It's going to be the next six movie. seasons of regular TV where every season, don't they it turn into being like 20 episodes? <laughs> yes, they turn into like 22 episodes yeah. of a season here pretty soon. Right, uh, right. So, yeah, we're going to be here a while. Settle in, yeah, folks. 22nd century. Here we come. Um, I'm a 22nd century boy. My name's Joseph V. Nice. Woodfresh. I do a lot of things. Uh, with me, as usual, is the learned man Uno and a deuce. That is uh, <laughs> Doc Warridge and Shark Bradley. Did I forget your names for a second? No. That's Doc Warridge and Shark Bradley here. Doctor. <laughs> doctor. Doctor, doctor, give me some news. I got a bad case of mushrooms. Oh, what? I, said, Ooh, I yeah. said something else. All right, so let's. Holy diver! You've been down too long in the midnight sea. Look what's becoming of me. Jump! Jump! Ride the tiger! Ride the tiger! <laughs> oh, Dio. I miss listening to some Dio. I think my wife has uh, banned it from the house, though. What? <laughs> I love me some Ronnie James. That was a joke. She doesn't mind the deal. Oh, okay. uh, what are we doing talking about today, Robbie? Uh, so, what? How did it? How that investment in Madam Web turn out? <laughs> oh man! I gotta tell you guys, I shouldn't have sold every earthly possession I had and put it into Madam that Webb show stock. and. And I agreed to get money on the back end. <laughs> Put up your own money for points, just like old Tommy Hanks on Forrest Gump. That's right. Didn't work. Didn't turn out too well for you, though. Well, you know, I thought of how Vinny Chase and the boys did with Medean. And so I thought right. it was going to work. And evidently, this movie's worse than Medean. <laughs> yes. Apparently, it's got a 13, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my god, it's, I can look that up. Let me see. It is, uh, apparently it is like I mean like the biggest bomb Marvel has had, I think. Or it's not Marvel, it's Sony, but it's Marvel character. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh Madam Webb, I knew I was really upset with it. Twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Twelve percent. Twelve percent, boys. God, that's bad. Um when I saw the little TikTok trailers where they're not trailers anymore, they think celebrities talking to you are gonna be more uh 
right. choice if you get you to buy tickets than just a trailer. But it's the lady who had the post uh, CGI pubes and Fifty Shades of Grey. It's her, and she's. <laughs> I think I could be wrong, and it, 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 it's somebody. She's talking about. Uh, she's talking about. I saw this picture of her in the comic book where she's hanging upside down, and her legs are. You know, she she's describing the iconic pose that all Spider Men and women pose in, right? They even yeah. did it in the bad uh, Tobey Maguire movie. <laughs> like that was yeah, the thing, where he gets a kiss, where he gets a kiss, <laughs> and she's saying it like it's hot off the press, brand new. Like you know, I saw this image and I was like, oh my god, I have to have my character doing this image in the movie. It would be iconic, and I can't believe I, 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 they put that out there. Like, did not oh every god. nerd just like start screaming <laughs> at their phone when they saw that? You mean the image? You mean uh, so when I was a little boy and we moved up to Bonnie, um, um, my window, that's right. My window had um, there was a pole light or something out back, and it bothered me sleeping. So my parents let me pick out curtains. I got Spider-Man curtains. Nice. And all over that Spider-Man curtain is this pose. And <laughs> yes. I mean, this is 1983 or 84. And, and that pose had been famous for yeah. like 20 years probably I, before that. I had two Spider-Man toys. Uh, one of them had a parachute, which you know how often Spider-Man used a parachute. Uh, <laughs> oh, all the time. <laughs> but, yeah. You threw him in a that parachute. That guy got thrown off the roof more than once. He was a base oh, jumper, wasn't he? Yeah, that was his thing. Uh, you would throw him, and he had a little parachute you would fold up in his back, and his parachute would pop out, and then he was holding the parachute, but it looked like he had the web pose, right? But it, it was a parachute. It was weird. <laughs> Those parachute guys never worked, though. I mean, they always would like a you know flaming yeah. wick going down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, pretty much. <laughs> that was a toy for people that had to have no idea what we're talking about. The parachute people were a toy when we were really, really young. Um, but anyway, and then I had another one. You know what the other one was? It was that pose. <laughs> it was Spider-Man hanging. I think I had a Christmas order. <clears throat> that is that pose. Yeah. So I got hired yeah, I to play mean, Superman in this movie, and I thought it'd be really cool if we had him fly. <laughs> he really flies in this movie. That's what the reviews on Superman were. <laughs> if you remember. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, you a-hole? You know, you know the thing? I can't remember if we talked about this last show, because I know we've made some Adam Webb jokes, but... I, so there's this woman. You guys would know her if you saw her because I've, I've probably sent you stuff. She's on TikTok. Oh. And she has a degree in film studies and a degree in gender studies. And I love her takes on movies. Like, I, lo- I watch her stuff. Mm-hmm. She, she gets sent to premieres now because she's become so popular um, and stuff. And so I was like, how's she going to handle this? Because this was such a female-driven project. Yes. And she did everything but call it a shit sandwich. Oh wow! I mean, she bashed it yeah. in a million pieces. At one point, say, I don't she think said any something. Of the hate is coming from no. any of the fanboy, uh, not fanboys, but you no. know the people that like to review. At one bomb point, she said something, and I'm I'm gonna butcher it here, but it will make the point. She said, "This was a movie made by people who hate comic books, hate comic book movies." Hate comic book fans <laughs> and just thought, you know what? Sounds we'll throw good. this out there and um, we'll be able to sell toys and lunch boxes and T-shirts. Wow! And it'll be perfect. That stinks. And so she and she she stopped and said, 
don't forget that one, if not two writers of this movie wrote Morbius. Mm. Wow. So, How are they I mean, still like, working? That tells you. I've got scripts well, out there what, rotating well, I that are that, so much better than that any one? crap they're putting out. How are they working? That's what I'm saying. I sent you guys a TikTok of a dude I follow, too. He reminds me of AT. I'll start canceling writers. Um, and he says that immediately. He's like, if you've got a script hiding in your house, send it out there. They clearly will buy shit and put no, it out won't. there. No, they won't. If you wrote uh, something, if they recognize your name, they will. Oh, he wrote something, the worst movie of 2020. Let's get him. <laughs> It's so bad. Uh, I mean, it's just horrible. It's horrible. And then that's what I was going to say. Sorry. Did you guys see there's a guy, his whole thing is he speaks in ADR. <laughs> no, seriously, there's a character who speaks in ADR in the movie, and oh. he wasn't even there to shoot the movie. This is so a I joke. I see these damn movies. Yeah, they now they're going to make one I can't hear as well. Yeah, like so he theory. just showed up on the sound stage. So the actors didn't get to work with him. I mean, to riff off that kind of sound. Wow. They just had to shoot it with someone normal. And then he showed up in a studio with it on there, like a I Am Queens Boulevard, uh-huh. and just sh- and just did his ADR now, voice. Now I stuff. will say in movie that I don't know if this happened, but this is a thing that happens in movie making. When your movie's done, it goes to something called the Loop Group. And the Loop, okay. loop Group is this proud group of ADR and loop group people and they basically go through the script and the movie and add all kind of crap half the time it's not the actors actually doing the ADR which is real weird um, right uh, I mean they do if it's really a big movie important movie they do but the, basically the ADR group the loop group they just sit around <coughs> watching it and they add ridiculous ADR to things um, and if you're not a real attentive director, you won't pay attention to that. You have people in the background, like, spelling out what you're supposed to be looking at. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if somebody right. says, look over there, you'll hear other people in the background go, by the statue, to the left. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> I, I've heard from directors, you have to be Steve real. put circles on the screen. <laughs> yes, you have to be real attentive <laughs> to the loop group. Because I guess they're a cheesy group of people. That will just ruin your movie if you're not too careful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that the first thing is you put ADR in the movie. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Isn't that what it is when you talk real quiet? Like we use ASMR. Oh no, that's MSR. That's MSR. ASMR. Oh, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. ADR is when ADR is additional dialogue recording. That means I had to do ADR in a few scenes. That means the mics didn't pick up straight on the day. I think he did the ADR, but he talks in that MSR thing. Like He's doing he ADR in yeah. AMSR. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's what people are saying. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, ADR so anyway, these I days just, doesn't really uh, pop out like it used to. They've gotten so good at it. Um, but right. like old movies, you can tell ADR from a mile away. <laughs> it's like, Do you think there's a part where maybe Dakota Johnson steps up and goes, I am Madam Webb. Like oh, God, I, oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> Walking down a Brooklyn, Brooklyn alley. <laughs> Oh or, I'm sorry, Queens Boulevard, Queens Alley. Queens. Queens. I am Queens Boulevard. Uh, oh, man. Can you imagine <laughs> that real movie? I wish they would make a real Queens Boulevard with a, or just a trailer for it, just so I could see how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Because I never you believed they Vinny. they had to piece together footage. I never believed Vinny as a real star. You know what I mean? 
Like yeah, I, I never I, believed I'm that, with you. I, I never believed that he, that guy, could be that big of a celebrity because if he could, he would be already. <laughs> it, right. Like right. the only no, way that I'm with you. The only way that show would I listen. We love Entourage. The only show way that show would have really worked is if they would have had like Brad Pitt or Mark uh-huh. Wahlberg in the role <laughs> of any chance. Because yeah. then you'd be like, I buy yeah. this. Brad Pitt. Of course, he's getting yeah. all the roles. <laughs> it's Brad Pitt. And what's up with casting? Why are they giving these casting people all this love? Like, seriously, if you cast the best actors, you're going to win best casting, right? Right. I I don't know. I'm sick sick of casting awards. Like, oh, they casted the best movie. Oh, really? Did they just get all the stars? (laughs) Okay, let me ask you a question. Like, a serious question about this, because I love this point. Do you, like... What about a different time period? For instance, because you and I watched the show, we know it wasn't completely 100% accurate, but it gets to the point, like when they made The Godfather, mm-hmm. casting Al Pacino, who was an unknown, yeah, sure, basically in this, okay, that was big, mm-hmm. putting um, James Caan as an Italian in this, mm-hmm. there were some interesting casting choices there. Mm-hmm. But to your point now... It's like there is yeah, no so casting. It's like if they if they win an award, like oh my god, look at the casting okay. of Ocean's Eleven. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, Clooney, it's Pitt, great. <laughs> Matt yeah. Damon. Yeah. Like, can, oh yeah, my I'm god, Oppenheimer, list. Oppenheimer won for casting. Yeah. Well, they Everybody cast every star in Hollywood. In yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course it's gonna win casting awards. You a holes. Yes, I don't like back in the yes. day indie movies. It is important. You have a bunch of people actually trying for that side roles. Yeah, it's important. But Hollywood anymore is just like, can we book every A-list actor in this movie? If we can't, then it in, that instantly becomes right. an indie movie, and it doesn't matter. Right. You mean like right. every World War II well, may, movie made between 65 and 75? I mean, yeah, think about yes. The Longest Day. Well, hey. Right? The Longest so Day. It was, was like, who are we going to get for this movie? It's like, everyone. Mm-hmm. Just get everyone. everyone yeah. Bring Hollywood. <laughs> Shark, that's what I was going to say. Think about... Um, Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. The casting on that is insane sure. because, for most part, we didn't know any of these people. Yeah, they were unknowns at that point. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, David Swimmer I mean, Tom, playing uh, a complete prick who you're going to hate. He was Ross. Yeah. Everybody loved <laughs> Ross. On a, the we goofy, were on a break. <laughs> yeah, he's the goofy, like, anxiety ridden dude. And Monkey here he is playing friend. this complete asshole. That you love to hate. So, yeah, once upon a time, maybe casting was a thing, but now I I just can't do it. You know what I mean? Like Tarantino, I mean, of course he cast some of the greatest actors of his generation in every movie. Speaking of that, I guess there is a big battle right now between (coughs) Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt for his final movie. Do you guys know about this? I thought I, I thought I heard that I, Pitt already got the role. I heard that but Pitt you would did know too, more than I would. But go I ahead, also ahead. hear the trades say that Tom Cruise is circling it, trying to get in it because he's never worked with Tarantino and he wants to work with him really bad for his last film. I can see him. He's like, did you see my tough Heatman guy? I mean, he was great. I mean, come on. I, I, but like, I don't know. I, so here's the thing. I this is Pitt. interesting. I, I, lo- I love you're bringing this up because Tarantino loves to get. The big get. He loves it. But Tarantino is incredibly loyal to his yeah. people who have done so much work. And Pitt killed both movies he was in for him. He did. So I, 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 want, I would rather see Pitt. I want to yeah. see him work with his guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I because I think Pitt um, is a great actor who all too often gets 
Well, not anymore, but he used to just get cast for his face, and I think yeah. they put him in some crappy movie, like Meet mm-hmm. Joe Black. Mm-hmm. Um, Tarantino gets how to write him mm-hmm. and Absolutely. how to get him to be the actor that he really is, away from the Hollywood BS yeah. they tried to make but, him. Yeah. I mean, listen, we have our problems with Cruz, <clears throat> but could you imagine Cruz being directed by Tarantino? It might be something amazing. Well, well they might kill each other, from what that's I hear. Well, that's Nah. Um, hey, no, let's, to your point, get, uh-huh. yeah, I would love to see if if Cruz would play along. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I would, he would be interested to see what he I think could he get. Would, Cruz, I think he would the same way he played along in Magnolia. I think he would get it, and I think yeah, I think, I think okay. Because Tarantino like is all about character. He, of course, you have to nail his yes. dialogue, but he's more about like I I want you to know your character inside and out. And Tom Cruise is that way too. So I think you get those, true. those two together doing that. I think you're going to have something and, crazy. And I would like to see him it. play a dirtbag. I think he plays a great yeah. dirtbag, and we haven't seen him play a dirtbag yep. in forever. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, th- and this is the thing. I think you said it, but I want to hit on it again. Cruz has a lot of problems as a human being, yes. but as an actor, but as an Jesus actor, Christ. I, know. I hate Jesus. to say he's like the dude. The dude is legend. <laughs> yeah, he's like if George Carlin had Bill Cosby's problems. <laughs> yeah, that's a great analogy. You'd be that's like, great. man, this guy's so damn good, but I just don't want to like him. But I, but what a piece so of solid. shit. <laughs> All no, right, before we get into uh, Northern Exposure, which we've been uh, recapping uh, episodes there on Amazon Prime, that's what the show has become because it's been my dream for a while. Ooh. They're finally available. Let me say real fast, a uh, documentary on HBO I started called They Call Him Mostly Harmless. Uh, really good, interesting doc. Um, oh yeah, before that, I guess I did want to say, uh, I guess you guys, yeah, we'll get into that next week. Um, Rob reviews, you've heard about half, I think half the songs, maybe not even quite half, uh, rough, oh. rough mixes, rough mixes. I got, okay. I got, I got to preface this. this those are, those aren't masters. Oh. Those aren't master tapes. Oh, okay. Oh, now we're starting to backpedal. Now we're starting to backpedal. No, I'm. I, I would well, almost. Well. I would almost release them the way they are. Um, but they will I be. I feel like better. I'm getting Johnny drama here, coming up with excuses. <laughs> v for victory. You know. You know I get nasally in the fall. <laughs> That's right, bro. You know I. Yeah. I get nasally in the fall. I was I sick. Up. Now, bro, you got to keep. Shit like bro, that. you got to keep in mind. I had. I was down with a massive flu that one day I was singing. Actually, that's true. The second half of songs, no lie, I was dirt. I was dog sick, just dog sick when I recorded that second batch of songs. But uh, but anyway, Rob has heard some. Uh, I don't know, five or six, maybe something like that. Some uh, rough mixes, uh, but pretty close. Like I said, I'm fairly yeah. happy with them. They're 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 close. They're almost done. Uh, of songs that Shark and I have been working on for a while. And uh, well, yeah, what's your initial thoughts on? I don't. We don't have a name yet. Darling, so, the Darlings of Avalon was my initial uh, name for us, but I don't. I don't know anymore if that's if that's gonna. I, I thought it was gonna. I thought the name of the band should be uh, Nigel Tufnell and the Taps or something <laughs> like that. But um, but uh, no, no, no. Um, shark okay, so yeah, right. So here's the thing. Uh, I listened to it. On the way to work and back to work in my car. I like uh-huh. listening to music when it's new in my car. Sure. I, don't, I, I think it's I from all those years I like of listening driving to around, that listening to music. Headphones or just loud by myself in the house. Right. Those so so the headphones are coming next and everything. But here here's my initial thoughts. One, 
uh, Eastwood, don't be mad at me. I can't remember the names of the oh, songs. No. I just listened to you them. Dirty, right you can't remember the names. <laughs> USOB. No, go ahead. Um, um, so here's some of my thoughts. One, I think it's the uh, let me get my country squire song. Yeah. Okay. Early in it, there is. It's not. It's not a lead. I don't know what I would call it. But it's an acoustic guitar that rattles off several notes. That's me. Yeah, yeah. A little, and it, it is a that yeah. is That's a okay. And that is, I think, the best guitar work I think I've ever heard you play. Oh, well, appreciate I'm that. Not, I'm not just saying. Well, I rewound that part several times to hear it because first, some notes drop, and I'm like. What? Like it did? I don't know. Something didn't sound the way I wanted it to. Sure, I'm playing like this, triplets. The over rest of it, it shouldn't be, and but. then the rest of it drops in, and I'm like, "Oh, damn!" Um, and I knew it was you. I knew yeah. it was you, and I was like, "That literally is the best guitar work I've ever heard him put on a CD." Are you talking that about the, like the the intro part to it? That where it's just it's early in the with, song. It's very yeah, yeah. early in the yeah, song. Yeah, yes. yeah, that is yes. that is killer. Well, um, I, I appreciate know, that. By the way, but I would say this: by there's the way, another I solo will, in there that's probably way actually much more <laughs> technically better than that solo. Well, I'm, and, I'm and even I'm more sure proud. But what I'm saying Polly is, the music on the whole was very thing, quiet. So yes, there is a solo on every song that's better than anything <laughs> that we did. <laughs> there is a there, no. It's, I know what you're talking about. That other solo, and I'm not denying that. What I'm saying is, is like. The music is just quiet enough where it stands out by itself so much. Ah, yes. That you can't help but go, God damn. Like you, that was exactly what well, I said was, driving in the car. I mean, I, I'm damn. not trying to, I don't know, you know, I'm not trying to sound like a, I don't know what, but um, that was my goal was to, that song was not like that. And I thought, I need an intro on this song. Because, well, here's the thing. Shark's playing killer licks all over it. Polly's being oh, God, just fantastic, right? And I was over. like, I, this is supposedly my band. <laughs> <laughs> I better do You're DJ Davis. The I band I, like, taking I, over. Like, I better do something to show that I can I can hang. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just, that's um, literally why I added those solos to the songs. <laughs> okay, so then next comment, and I was doing I was uh, beating Shark up about this. This is what took us to get back on the phone so okay. long. Um. One of the later songs, Shark is like effing all over that song. He is mm -hmm. dropping two or three notes here that sound like slide mm -hmm. uh, or, or pedal steel or something. Then he's back over here in this. And I was telling him that they, when it came to one of the solos, mm -hmm. um, out of all the music I've listened to my whole life, I'm thinking, all right, he's going to drop like, I'm just throwing out a number, like 35 notes. Uh -huh. And Shark drops like five. <laughs> And they yeah. absolutely kicked is it your in, uh, ass. It I was think, the five I think perfect uh, notes played perfectly I think in that it's pocket. Fire in the it hole. was beautiful. You're probably thinking about I it. I think you're right. It was fire, just, fire it in the Hole was like... Uh, beautiful. Yeah, it's got all kind of... Uh, he's doing like the... Type stuff. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it gets to that solo, and it's literally like everybody else. Like, I'm doing like, uh, you know... I'm I'm doing like I don't know I don't know what I'm doing but it's it's super fast and <laughs> what I'm playing in yeah Dell's doing a pretty quick little banjo uh, double stops and stuff but then yeah it's perfect it's like a just a real simple uh, and see about uh, several years ago he played on something that I got to listen to and I told him that it was amazing how he had learned to play 
in uh, the only term I know to say is in the pocket. I'm not saying that's right, but not overplay it, not underplay it. Yeah. Stay right in this place perfect, and do exactly that. what you're supposed to do. And it really highlights how talented and how great Jeff has developed as a guitar player over all mm-hmm. these years. Because I've watched him play all these years. And not to brag, um, but or not to take credit for it, but the songs really let him go crazy because, like I talked about before, we already have two or three different sounds blending together, so he's more free to just fill, okay. in, fill in the cosmic space. That know. gives me my other two comments. One, um, this I called him an asshole the second he got on the phone <laughs> because of how good he played on this. Well, and you know the first thing out of his mouth? Yeah, first thing out of his mouth is... Pay me. Give all credit to Eastwood. He told me what to play and when to play. <laughs> that's the yeah, first that's thing out of his mouth. That's, that's, not, that's okay. exactly where I'm headed. Yeah, the all the well, all no. that you know, yeah, I'm playing the notes, but the the places where they go, the reason that it sounds so good, like your comment was Man, everything is just in the right spot. It's a, well that that is all Eastwood. That was the production. That I was, was say, the okay, hey, will, put that here. That, but put you this had here. to play it. Yeah, but it, I mean, I what I'm say, playing, I didn't come I up mean, with not, anything. Not all Shark, that tough. Shark knew what to play, but you, you know, but yeah, I would. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit like. Uh, 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 I'm glad there's no footage of me recording with people. I'm a little bit like a uh, a conductor when people are playing. Literally, I'm like telling oh, it's, them, it's like, and perfect, here though. it comes, and then out." And then so you're Quincy Jones, yeah, uh, but it, yeah, it, it, more than yeah. <laughs> he was put, he was pounding him. <laughs> no, um, no, it, uh, it, it murdered him. Okay, it so then I wanna, murdered him. Back. I want to get to my. I want to get to my last comment before I forget it because I I hope this comes across as the the highest no. praise that I truly want to offer. Gumbo Yaya. Gumbo Yaya. Gumbo Yaya. Okay, let me explain. I I have been, I do this every year around Mardi Gras. I go back and I rewatch Treme. I do Ah, every year, every year. So I'm about in season three. And and Annie has just started getting famous. Like um, Harley just got killed. Oh, she's starting to write her yep. own songs on yep. the violin. Steve Earle plays Harley, by the way, Shark. Tragic, yeah, he, does. Um, he gets murdered in the street. It's brutal. It's brutal. But anyway, so Might I'm listening to it, and guy. you know, like in that show, there's so much different kinds of music. And at one point, um, DJ Davis explains to Annie, I think he's the one who explains it, or maybe anyway, that New Orleans is gumbo yaya music. Everything is mixed into it. Ah. Like every genre goes in just like a gumbo. Yeah. And it's what makes gumbo so damn good is everything's in it. I and so as I'm out. listening, I'm in this Treme mindset, right? I'm, I just turned off an episode or two of Treme, and I had to go to work. And so I downloaded the files, and I put them on my phone because I wanted to hear them in the car. And I'm driving, and as I go from song to song, like there's one um, that has like a chant. Something, yeah. something blues. Dry jar blues, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it's got like a chant in it. Mm-hmm. It felt like almost like a second line where they're doing a funeral. You know what I mean? Like they're bringing somebody home, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's got this kind of chant. Uh, and then uh, you got Polly playing. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, that's the song that Shark was referring to when he said, when I told him, so this is a typical blues song, but don't play any blues licks, don't play <laughs> yeah, any right. third notes. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. That makes perfect sense to me because I'm telling you, as you know, Eastwood, and probably Shark does too because he knows a lot about music, 
it's jazz when they take him home. It's but it's got a yes, blues it, it, vibe. It comes off, but it's jazz, jazz because, when you take him home. Uh, he's, he's yes. like, it's gonna cost you five playing. bucks for every note you play that's not in the major scale. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm, I'm playing <laughs> right. in a. It's an E, but I'm playing um, a D uh, underneath it for all the verses, and then Polly's playing in a different key. I think she might be playing in D minor over E. So D minor, a, the saddest it's, of it's all. That's right. Chords. So it makes it very. <laughs> ja- it sounds very jazzy as opposed to blues. Okay, but so it's still this, blues because you got. And calling and so this is where so this is where I said if you listen, Shark and I are Shani, doing a little call ahead. and respond in the uh, yes, mm-hmm. yes you in, are in the course. So I'm pulling these mastered a little bit better. But. Well, I'm pulling into Shawnee, and I sat there and I listened to it all, and I went back and started um, Country Swire again, mm-hmm. and I sat there and I went one minute. I felt like I was listening to just a good old time country song. Mm-hmm. Next minute, I feel like I'm listening to some badass Appalachian music. Mm-hmm. The next minute, I feel like I'm in New Orleans listening to some jazzy sweaty, blues song. Some, yeah, some sweaty background yeah, music. Yeah, and then and, and then and so like I just sat there, and that's all I could think over and over was "Gumbo Yaya." I just oh. kept sitting there in my car saying it out loud. Um, well, maybe we can so, get on so jazz. Fest. I'm I'm blown away. I'm blown away. <laughs> I really am, and it's funny because every time you you guys drop music that I get to hear, I'm always like. Damn, man, it just keeps getting better and better, and you eventually feel like it's it's got to hit a place where I'm like, I've heard it, felt it, seen it before, <laughs> yeah. and that's not a dig. Pearl Jam's putting out a new album, and I can hear album two on their first track. You know, it happens. Sure, yeah. But this just felt really fresh and really new, and the oh, vibe good. on it was so on point. That all I could think of was like I'm 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 in the show Treme and my oh, boys yeah. are playing now, from time you, to time I, in this. So I, I love it. Ask, Thank you for letting me get well, an early listen. No, Thank that's you. why that's kind of why I wanted you to listen to it. Honestly, I knew you would be uh, excited, but also honest about what you heard. Uh, being that we used to be a Dylan uh, review show, we did all of Dylan's albums back in the first yeah. fifty episodes. Yep. What did you think of the track called Mercy? Yeah. Um, because Mercy is about as close uh, as we get to our boy, particularly like bringing it back home sound, I think. Anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred uh, percent. I picked that up the second I heard it. Okay. I mean, it, like, seriously, I was like, um, I was like, there's so much Bob all over this that yeah. I got. And, you know, I I think I may be a bigger Bob whore than you are, Eastwood. Um, yeah, I think at this point. And I was are, like, yeah. man, man, Bob's all over this. Um, yeah, but not in a like not in a ripoff way. Like, no, I don't it's mean, just, it sounds like, oh, you're just ripping off Dylan. No, it does. Hey, Bobby's does. never and played I, an open G. That's right. <laughs> and And I will and I will say this, too. Um, there is something very, very magical about what each one of you three major musicians bring to this stuff. That's, I think what that's Joe's why I dropping, like it. Yeah. What Polly's dropping and what Shark is dropping mm-hmm. is so unique to you guys individually, and yet somehow it feels like you guys have been playing together for 15 years. Oh, well, all right. Well, that's a great reason. You know, so... That makes me excited. Yeah, so... Okay. Okay. Yeah. That now, that is that was my thing. Any yeah. You know, I, I do names. have a confession. I, oh, confession ahead, to make. Shark, Shark you haven't said a word about my review, dude. Confession Shark has time. not said a word about my review. It's, uh, yeah. The confession is is you know what you're hearing on there from me is literally me learning how to play the B bender. I mean, I think I'd had it for like a, a couple of months maybe when when we mm-hmm. started this. Yeah. And so as you listen through it, like I can tell 
like some of those songs who went in there and I looked at Eastwood and I was like, all right, here's the three things that I'm, I can play on this song. Eastwood's like, fine, that those three things will work. Let's put them here, here and here. And we, you know, we did them. And it's like, but as you go through it, it's like, oh, hey, Bradley learned a new lick this week. You can hear it on that record. And it's like the next time it's like, oh, hey, look, he's got another one. He added to that. So it's like funny because it's like you know, the guitar playing is not necessarily what it seems. And a lot of that sparseness you're, you're finding on there, it's just me not knowing what other damn notes to play. If I knew what notes I could play, I would have played them. Or just me with a little bit of a wit being like, nah, you, you, you can play less on that. He's, he's you can like, play hey, less on that. Keep, keep, keep your ear in okay, so, so that brings me to another question then. So that, that and I know you're both going to be like, probably F you, Rob. Probably. More than likely, Rob. More than do, likely. Do you, do you see yourselves wanting to do this again? Like when you get this done, could you foresee you guys? I've all had so to play much fun, again, Rob. I would literally go to Eastwood's house and record songs every week. I mean, that, yeah. Okay, so I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, it's like the yeah, three of you. Easily. You know, the three of you now are probably getting a feel for each other, and yeah. just about the time this record's done, you're gonna be like, now I feel like we really understand each other. Yeah, because so I know half it's, the, it's like way too freaking early to 100%. say, hey, what do you think? Another album? <laughs> yeah, because only. Only half of it was intended that way. The other half was never intended for a bunch of other things to be on it. It was just us playing, um, and then it got built up as it went on. So, yeah, I, I, absolutely is my answer. Yeah, I'm already thinking okay. of, of, of I like of, hearing of that directions to go. So well, and that that's what's been fun for me here with with these final mixes. You know, it's like you hear. So I don't know. I can't think of somebody. But, you know, you think of the, some studio guy. You know, and who, who's a guitar player and. One of the mm -hmm. comments that you'll continually hear those guys make is, you know, they're approaching songs with a producer's ear. Well, they have yeah. the ability to do that with something that they literally just walked in and got a lead sheet or maybe just walked in and somebody played a, a demo on a piano and sang it to them. You know, I don't pick that stuff up that quick, even when I'm trying to be yeah, in that global either. mode. So, like, you know... You know, I I spent almost all of the time, you know, doing this stuff just from the very selfish guitar player standpoint. Here's me. Here's my world. Here's what I'm doing. And now, you know, it's like you like the you know putting the drums in, especially the the context that they added. It's like, oh, now I see what Eastwood's really trying to say here. You know, it's like you get. It's almost like you know you can hear somebody talking from far away, and now all of a sudden they're standing next to you, and you can hear them clearly, and you get everything that they're saying. You know, it's like. Oh, oh, oh. And, you know, it's like, you know, Eastwood having you record, well, put, I want you to do this part here, you know, and so you do it and you listen to it and it's like, that sounds good. And then when you hear everything in context, you're like, oh, I understand now why that piece fits there because this other thing here that wasn't there when we did that now is providing the context mm -hmm. that does, you know, that makes this thing good gotta, or this is a setup for that. You gotta see all them trees. You gotta see all them right. trees is what I like to say can't just look right. at, the big, at the forest. You got to look at them trees. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, Robbie. That was fun. Uh, it's a little S sucking, D sucking there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't I really forget, did. I have great DSL. <laughs> we have to admit oh, it was my requirement for getting up this early. I'm like, if you guys are getting me up this early, you got to say nice things <laughs> to me. I got to say some nice stuff. <laughs> I just, re I just re remembered I got a voicemail. Uh, uh, not a voicemail. I don't know if those don't exist anymore. I, I got a uh, audio message on a text. Somebody found my number of somebody claiming to be the illegitimate heir of Fritzman. I forgot about it. I should have played it on the show today. But anyway, yeah. 
Um, I don't know what I didn't get anything. So if you think there's any money for this illegitimate Fritzman error, <laughs> listen to last week's episode if you don't know what Fritzman is. <laughs> uh, hey, by the way, it's that time of the show, time of part, part I love. We're going to get into my favorite show of the year, <clears throat> Northern Exposure, exposing Northern Exposure. Show the moves walking. Hey, real fast question. Do you like the song yet? Do you love the song? Does the song, are you, does the song get you primed and ready for your friends, or are you skipping the song? So, so last night, I was sitting there watching it, and I was thinking, this music feels like it should be in a tropical paradise. Yes, this, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> we're in Alaska. Yeah, I think that's the joke of it. It's like, here, you're supposed to be on a beach, but we're not. It's frozen yeah. tundra. Well, the Alaskan yeah, Riviera, exactly. you know. That's right. The, last the Alaskan cusp, Riviera. The cusp of the new Alaskan Riviera. Um, season two uh, premiere, 1991, April 8th. Hey, that's going to be the eclipse this year. By the way, I'm going to have an eclipse oh, party if anybody wants to come that Monday. I uh, Yeah, I. so we have work. And they're what? doing a big thing at work, but I don't want to be there that day. Like, Schools around yeah, here are school. off, so kids can. can yeah, Shawnee should do that, but they're they're not. I don't think, and I, I and I hate oh, that I because last time I was home alone, and I walked out, and there, right now I lived in a different apartment complex than I do now, and uh-huh. right next to me was a big empty lot, like grass and everything, and I just went and stood in that empty lot by myself mm-hmm. and watched the whole thing go down, and it was magical, and I'm like. I love my students, but I don't want to be there with a bunch of people. I, I don't know. I don't need that experience. I, uh, I either want to be alone or with a small group of my closest people. I, uh, so I maybe I need to find a way old, to get up there. I opened up for old Ozzy Osbourne for the last one, at the yeah, How did, of the Moon you? one, and then I hightailed it out of there, which was hard. <laughs> it was crazy. And now, is came, that when you told Ozzy that um, he used to be a lot tougher back in the 80s or his <laughs> yeah. 70s before he, told, was, he sang that song with Lita Ford? Yes, <laughs> Sorry. I told him, Mama, I come, that Mama I'm, clip. Oh my I God, told I'm him crying. Mama, I'm coming home was a travesty and he sold out. And, uh, but no, I got back home to see it because it was pretty decent here. But this year, this time. Our house is like in the epicenter. Like we are dead. Okay, so that's because last year it was Macanda was, and I lived I so close say, to I was, Macanda. I was at Star. I was last damn time near at the, yeah. the. I was damn near at it. But you're saying it's actually going to be bigger at your place than here, a bigger window. Yes. Okay. Well, the window's not bigger. It's just right on top of well, us no, now. It's, and, well, uh, so are you sure? Because here, yeah. I was seeing this last time. Now, maybe McCanda, it's, maybe so it's you got no, no, no. What I meant is the longer time. Like ah, so, Macanda got, got like I know this sounds stupid, but like maybe a second longer than sure. Carbondale did, did, and something yeah. else. And so, and when you're watching this, every second counts because it's yes. insane. <clears throat> so the that's last why one I was, was saying. Oh, here. Sweet. the last one was dark as I mean, it was wonderful. It was a really cool experience. Um, but this one is going to be even better here because, like you were saying, is maybe it'll last longer. It'll be dark, dark for a little bit longer, whatever. But yes, excited about that. Anyway, April eighth. Oh wait, well, one last thing on this. Have you seen what all the science nerds are saying from Southern Illinois? Uh, about the cicadas, they're saying the brood. yes that the cicadas should be going on during this, and everybody's wondering ah. are the cicadas going to shut up? Because you know how oh. everything just got quiet, yeah. just everything got yeah, yeah, quiet. Yeah. Like, like yes. I, I, I've never I heard quiet NASA like that in my life. You, I've heard that NASA wants you to report back 
with your findings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what happened? I'm okay. really good. <laughs> but no, I'm just wondering. Do you think the cicadas will shut up or will they just keep going? No, they'll shut up. It's they'll, okay. They will. I, I mean, shit. It'll be, it'll, it'll I, I'm going to start shooting them. <laughs> start making some uh, cicada sandwiches. I missed, I, I missed the whole thing as I was shooting cicadas. <laughs> Okay, see clips? Let's no, I don't. I didn't see nothing. You know what's weird though? It got real dark outside. <laughs> I started shooting skaters. <laughs> I thought there was these goddamn ghosts. I thought I, I was in the middle of a Twilight Zone episode. It got weird. I got out my sixth string and I blasted. <laughs> But I didn't see Sorry. no damn eclipse. <laughs> All right. April uh, 8th, uh, 1991, this show premiered. Number one song, Amy Grant, Baby Baby. Number Ooh. one show, uh, Murphy Brown, <coughs> Chasing oh, nice. Roseanne. Chasing Roseanne out of the top spot. Number one movie is not a Thuma Kindergarten Cop. myself. <laughs> <laughs> so the premiere, a uh, little bit of a weird episode. Goodbye to all that. Uh, not weird, I should say. The next one's weirder. Uh, Joel, oh, gets, weirder. Joel gets dumped, and Shelly mm. gets addicted to television. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the, uh, you know, pretty much sums up the show. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Chris in the morning. He's homeless, living at the station. He's got a haircut. Uh, Fleischman has a rant about he's freezing in his office. Maggie's there. She has a bladder infection. Joel makes him... <laughs> She's <laughs> Joel talks about Brick must be back, et cetera, et cetera. He gets the letter. <laughs> Joel gets a Dear John letter uh, from his fiance. Uh, extra long, way too long. Uh, letting him know that uh, she's no longer, she's breaking up with him. It ends with don't get frostbite. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like how, gosh, how brutal. Um uh, so Joel freaks out, goes comatose, leaves. Marilyn reads his letter and then proceeds. To, we never see Marilyn talk about anything, but apparently uh-huh. she proceeded to tell the entire town. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Or she told Ed, and then Ed told the entire town. As everybody knows. Yeah, she had four lines way, in the first season, and now she's the tele, telephone, telegraph, telemarilyn, you know. By the way, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but I... But, when Joel, or when, uh, no, 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 when he loses his voice. Oh, um, Chris, the next episode. Chris, yes. everybody in the town knows everything immediately. This is, this is a yeah. thing I think you need to add to the list. Does everybody in the town find out what's going on and get involved in it? But anyway, I, you know what? Yes, yeah. Every, Very recurring, Everybody's recurring. in. <laughs> That's good. I need to write that down. Like, I'm every, thinking that last night. I'm like, everybody true, gets town. involved in something. <laughs> everybody in. It's, it's, yeah, it happens a lot. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, Joel freaks out. Then we have a satellite coming to the brick. Uh, Holland gets a satellite for Shelly. I love that Maurice is instantly jealous of the satellite. Um, he's like, I could have bought that satellite for her. He's still hung up on Shelly. Um, then we see them watching... Uh, we see them watching... Uh, what is this? An Italian documentary on Chinese food, I believe. Is what that's yeah, yeah. Uh, where they're picking out cats to eat. Everybody gets turned off except for Shelly, uh, who keeps watching it. Uh, we get a Chris story, and he starts talking about Carl Jung again. Uh, he's playing the blues for Fleischman, um, and he's talking about the relationship and how a relationship has to be balanced. Uh, 
Um, and then I, Chris has a great line about some girl because Fleischman instantly is like, Chris, he's the ladies' man, you know, so let's let's find some ladies. <laughs> and uh, Chris says to him, she's she goes, I know a lady, she's got a friend. She goes to one of them colored schools, which I was yeah. like, whoa, wait a minute. And then, of course, he says uh, brown or something like that. Yes, uh, thank you, because that, <laughs> that totally freaked me out. Like, I was sitting there, and I'm like, Oh no 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 no! Don't do this! Don't do this! Don't do this! I like this show. Um, and then Chris is racist and, all of a sudden. No, just a little yeah. uh, joke there. Then we get Shelly is hungover from TV. The first sign uh, that she has a problem. We get some Shelly lingo, or she says bangarino. Bangarino. I don't have a baby headache. Adult full size bangarino. And then uh, Maurice gets stood up by Chris, which is pretty great to see Maurice getting, getting jealous. Of people because of the TV. It's all about yep. the television. Come on up um, to the house. I'll put on some T-bones. Yeah. Now, did you guys remember? I didn't write it down. He says something about him and Chris like to talk about the big picture every yeah. week. But what do yes. you say they watch? He said, I pull up something on the satellite and we watch blah, blah, blah. And we like to talk about the big picture. What was it? I don't remember what it was. I didn't write it down. Wasn't it like a wasn't it like a like a Chinese soap opera or or so, it was something bizarre. It was something about like Chinese C-SPAN or something like it was Yeah, something yeah, so it insane. was something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh then we get uh, Flashman on a date. What do you think of Flashman on a date? He gets she leaves him. Basically she's, you know, like I don't want a dude I can meet at home. I'm here to me to do like yeah. Chris essentially <laughs> right, yeah, right yeah and I love the scene when then uh Maggie walks by him and says dumped again a eh, flashman <laughs> yes <laughs> how yeah. mean oh man I just wrote down how horrible she was um then I got so uh let's see he's got another date uh <laughs> Joel's Joel's at the movies. We have these weird scenes of these flashbacks. Uh, I shouldn't say weird. Um, at the uh, theater. Did you guys have any thoughts on these? <laughs> Where you see Fleischman talking to his younger self. and uh... Yeah. I had thoughts. I'm not sure what they are. Yeah, I can't really <laughs> formulate. I mean, it's great character development. Um, it's weird. It's, it's but it, but it's like it's, it was jarring. You know what I mean? It didn't flow, which I guess is the point is to jar us a bit. Mm -hmm. I think so a you little know, bit. I think he's out of it. You know, he's like he's. I like the fact that his little kids like we're heading for a full on meltdown, man. You're talking to yourself yeah. in the theater. <laughs> like I like that they point out. Then they usually do point out the absurdity of something like that. Go ahead though, Shark. Right. Hmm? Oh, sure. I thought I thought you oh, had. So I thought, yeah. yeah. Well, no. I'm like Rob. It was. It, yeah. I mean, like I said, I had thoughts, but I'm not sure what they were. It was. Uh, <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it was necessary. It was a part of the way to tell the story. It was a choice, and it was a bold one. Um, I don't know what I would have done <laughs> different. Um, so uh, I hate to criticize yeah. it, but it was weird. Well, they. You know, it's one thing about the show that that happens sometimes is when you take chances. Sometimes some of them are uh, don't always hit. The way you want them to, 
But I don't know. Hey, as, I mean, as long as you're always going for it, you take. can be forgiven. Yeah. These guys did not suppress their inner Ingve on this one, and you know, hey, I'm, I'm not going to give really, though, for that. You're, you're right, though. They went for it, and that's I, I, that's I think you know one of the things I love about it is a lot of shows wouldn't have went for that. That's you know that's in the future that's Sopranos, but not to that degree. Uh, yeah. I love that. Uh, I do love you. Finally, get to see the uh, theater because it comes into play a lot later, which is just a bunch of chairs. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, oh, Shelly is shopping. I love this little bit of flashback from 1991. She's buying chia pets. Uh, right. She got a hot. She got a hot dog phone. For yeah. Gold, uh, diamond studded tiaras. Uh, she spends <coughs> all of their honeymoon money. This is another. Sh- time where shelly really starts to annoy me and i'm like holly why do you you gotta say something dude. yeah why are, you, why are you being such a holly in like the a couple episodes is shown to be a real ba but right now you're kind of like come on man yeah <laughs> he, i i couldn't believe how long he put up with this madness like i really yeah. couldn't like it yeah. was he just like, well, it, I think you know last time he said something about her having an ex-husband she was like left him yeah, if something as small as an ex-husband, what are you going to do about big things? So he, I think he's a little right. gun-shy. Um, you get, uh, finally, Ed, uh, Joel talks to Ed about what, like, how he really feels, and then Ed goes on this mission to uh, try to make him feel better. Right. Um, Which, by uh, the way, sets up nicely what happens in the second, or the next episode. That's very true. You, that, that, you know, I mean, it's nice storytelling when you step back and look at it. That Ed yeah, you're does right. like to go on journeys and missions yeah. to figure things out and help situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be time for him to take one of his own. But anyway, yes. yeah, I like that. Uh, we have this great scene of Shelly becoming just a total meltdown, freak out. Um, she, with Magnum P.I. on in the background, she is just... Uh, yeah, but Magnum P.I. in like Japanese or Vietnamese yes, or something. It's like, yes, it's yeah. some, yes, it's some... Uh, yeah, not not here <laughs> magnum pi and she's just rattling off tv times and when things are playing uh it's her full-on meltdown then we have chris you know again reminding us that he's not he's ordained but he's not a priest but he's gonna willing to see her in a confessional and then we have the whole last scene of closure <clears throat> uh for joel which the town kind of gets together hollying maggie and ed and uh they because Joel tells him about this great day they had, and he just, you know, the worst thing is he never got closure. And then you see, uh, you, uh, you see O'Connell come out. Uh, well, first of all, they don't have what? What did they drink? Basically, this is one of my favorite lines. Holland comes out and says, "I didn't have the wherewithal for steamed milk, so that's some whipped cream on top." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made he made them. They have like fishing lures or something. That's the best like cappuccino or something they could come up with at the brick. <laughs> but anyway, O'Connell comes out looking ravishing uh, to give Joel um, some closure, and she ends up actually getting uh, really turned on by Fleischman and his his kind of uh, you know saying to Elaine what he always wanted to say to her. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on the scene? Uh, closure. We got Blue Moon playing and Holly and Shelley get back together. And it's like the most innocent, cutest, stupid thing you've ever seen. Oh, like oh, how... Shelley, darling. Oh, Holly. <laughs> I like that as they're going outside to make this thing happen, 
It's mm-hmm. super effing cold, and they're slipping on ice, but they keep doing it. Yes, like, we're and gonna, Holly, we're going to do this for him. We're going to do this for him. Yeah, because I that's that Michelle, community. The community's so strong there. That's yeah, right. I told Michelle, I said, that was a real fall, too. You, when Holland comes down oh, the steps. Yeah. Because you yep, can tell it's yep. real snow because of how dirty it is, and they film in that town, and there happens to right. be like just snow everywhere. <laughs> you can see how yeah. cold it is; like everyone is shivering. Uh, but yeah, I tell you uh, though, it's in the next episode. But there's some bad mountain backdrop that uh, clearly they're standing on the soundstage. I mean, it's like it's not. Oh really? I mean, oh yeah. I it was like I it stood out to well, me. I didn't even it. notice that. I didn't yeah. notice it either. We'll get into it right now. Uh, episode two. The Big Kiss. Uh, this one's pretty fun. Um, it starts off with a commercial. I have a little note here. Commercials, just like 90s, except gay and black. <laughs> 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 Meaning, like, the commercial started, and I was like, hey, it's just like the 90s. The show started, now there's a commercial. But instantly, it was really obvious instantly that the narrator of the commercial <laughs> was not only a black man, but a very gay black man from the <laughs> And I was like, that's neat. That would never happen, though. Especially uh, Bruce Lynch. We can just talk about this however we want to. Uh, what did you think about it? They go full on. I mean, there's been some magical realism. There's been a little bit of supernatural play. This one's just full on. There is a ghost. <laughs> Yep. Okay. Episode. So, do you want to? I don't know. I have to tell you this. I thought. I thought. You know how he's at bingo and he's asking, and everybody clearly knows the story and won't tell him. Right. Everybody. Oh yes. And, and then immediately it cuts to the bedroom and that, and I thought, oh my god, they've sent some older man in here yeah, to pretend yeah. to be a spirit yeah, right. to give him closure and Ed's going to figure it out <laughs> but play along with it anyway because he's so sweet. That was no, I really did. I thought that, that's what I thought was going down. And then when he finally gets out on the street, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no one else sees him. Okay, so we are in magical realism here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, a... but I did. I thought it was going to go that way. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a ghost and you see Ed's little apartment. You kind of feel bad for him. You see where he lives as an orphan. But uh, did you like that his big coat rack thing is a movie reel? Yes, giant movie reel. I thought that was so great. I was like, oh, that's a great detail for him. And mm-hmm. he went back to his pop culture. Remember, you were like, he yes, has pop right. He goes I back to Spencer Tracy. Yeah. That's right. He's going to watch some Spencer Tra- Tracy movies I have as a note. Oh, as soon as it started, I was like, this is heartbreaking. Like, they picked yeah. such a heartbreaking scene to put him in with that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then we cut directly to Chris in the radio. He's really happy. He's telling a story. Uh, what's he talking about? He's telling a story. You know, he's talking about dreams. I don't quite. Yeah, wasn't know. he talking about some friend of his or something when they were younger? Yes, it, I, I have like a note. I wonder if I put it in my. Uh, yeah, he's remembered something about when he was a kid or something. Oh, Chris tells a story about the Joy King. Uh, rip off. They ripped off the Joy King with a buddy of his. I didn't get his name fast enough. Um, and how about Jung? He talked about Jung says, embrace your grief. Right. <laughs> um, and then a pretty lady shows up and asks him for directions. And it is very weird. She just kind of comes up out of nowhere and just says, hi there. Can you tell me how to get to Route 1 <laughs> or whatever? And yeah, Chris and I assumed just he like, was just going to hook up with her because he's always finding women to that, hook up with. Uh, yeah, exactly. But no, she just drives off, and Chris goes to get back on the radio, and his voice is gone. Um, <clears throat> now, Ed finds one who waits. Um, <laughs> he's, they're outside. <laughs> 
Um, you get to see the town a lot. Uh, one of the greatest things here. Uh, so we already got your initial reaction. But Holly on the radio being just stiff as a board. He's so uncomfortable. <laughs> Chris. I actually thought he'd do really well because he talks so well when he speaks That's, to people. Yep, and has so he, much insight. He's like, nope. <laughs> yep. And then later in the show, he tells us uh, he couldn't see those people. But he could, what does he say? He could picture all of them. He could picture yeah. all those people listening. He like goes through all the places where they might be. And I thought, is that how you guys felt when we first got the radio show? <laughs> I can feel all the people in the, in the local. Well, <laughs> knowing that WDBX only has a radius of 30 to 40 feet, I wasn't terribly worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you. kidding. I love WDBX. <laughs> they are our home. I'm just kidding. I'm ribbing affectionately. Yeah, but I also like that you can't pick it up past Hux and Carterville. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so, I don't know, I'm not kidding. We were like we were on there back in the nineties for something. And I literally remember people and you know, this was before like you could get on the internet and listen to it or, you know, not that sort of stuff. And there were people mm-hmm. who had to drive, uh, and they drove like to Carterville so they could tune in and pick pick up what we were, <laughs> the performance we were doing. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. So this is interesting. Ed, so Ed shows up at the brick with one who waits, and I love that pretty much everybody is very non-judgmental except for Fleischman. Of course, right. right. I mean, pretty right. much like Shelley's kind of like thinks it's odd, but then she's like. All right, whatever. <laughs> you gotta go yeah. sit with you. That's yeah. cool. Um, she makes him a moose burger, and he likes to smell it. And then uh, Joel, of course, is just like, "You're Ed. This is not, you know, good healthy behavior. You're clearly right. going crazy." <laughs> right. <laughs> blah blah. One who waits says a great line because uh, Ed says they can't see you, and he says, <coughs> um, "Yes, because to them, I'm dead." Um, which right. I was like, oh, man, mm-hmm. what a great line. And he basically says white people. He says white people can't see me because to them, I'm already dead. Like, you know, the, the, there would be no spirit here. They don't believe in that sort of thing. So they would never see me, which comes back later, of course, when Fleischman has doubled down. Ed is in his office later in the episode. <laughs> and Fleischman's just like, you, this is too much. You've got you can't do this. And then as he what? leaves, Marilyn says. <laughs> Bye, Chief. <laughs> Goodbye, Chief. <laughs> right? So well, he's been sitting the there floor. next to yeah. Marilyn, you know, like talking, like like he was having a whole conversation with Marilyn, you know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah pretty sure. Yeah, I, I loved it that she was just completely like, bye, Chief. Like, yeah, and we I, didn't know like, he was a Chief yet. We just knew his name was... <laughs> One who uh, waits. He waits, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bye, Chief. <laughs> to which we immediately cut to Flashman to start talking to someone saying... I think this could be a what's he say a group delusion? Yeah, which is young. That's a young, young guy oh. who pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, that's great. <laughs> so uh, we have Holling on the radio while Chris is eating. I love it. Holling says, "Chris, I'm sorry, but if you're out there, I've run out of music." <laughs> and you know that, like, he's probably forty feet away. You know what I mean? Like yeah, everything's yes. so close. <laughs> 
radio station is probably literally across the road from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we have one who waits. He asks the. Uh... I have been to Alaska, and I'm telling you, even the towns that are supposed to be big, they're not, and everything is like a 30 second walk. Yeah, you've covered. The well, I tell town. you what, I think I think we should finish up this podcast by going to Sicily, Alaska. It's a real town there. It's not. Oh, agreed. Uh, but we should go there and do the final podcast in the main street. <laughs> as long as it's in the summertime, I'm in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, I was just yeah, saying, yeah. I was there in June, and I mean, you know, 55 degrees and sunny was crazy there, you know, hmm. but it can, it can change real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like Rob. I was there sometime, sometime around the sun. It wasn't the solstice because it wasn't daylight for 24 hours but, we but i know it was path. one or yeah. two in the morning and it was yeah. you know it was still you know yes twilighty yes. dusky you know out it was, right. yeah, it was neat yeah um so i maurice is just spouting stories in this uh <laughs> he's, uh, he's talking about knights of the round table sir uh sir gay one yeah, uh, I love when he starts telling that because I was sitting there like, this is a pretty great little story to drop in here. Uh, and he tells another story later. Uh, but then we get, I think, which is probably our favorite part of this. Not only are they, they double down on the magical realism in this episode because one, you got one who waits walking around with Ed. Two, Chris has lost his voice, and right. everyone in the town seems to agree there's only one <coughs> way to get your voice back. Yeah, only one way. If you lost it to beauty, there's only one way to get it back. <laughs> you got to bang beauty. <laughs> you got to bang beauty. You got to spill the stealer spirit and sleep with the most beautiful woman in town, which we all well, know immediately. Now, when they, when they said that, did you guys immediately go, oh, well, it has to be O'Connell. <laughs> Well, it was like my thought. My thought was there. It's either O'Connell or they're going to reintroduce, you know, the woman who came through to begin with. You know what I mean? It was like, but Ah, if they don't, if they don't bring her in, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Ah, yes. That that she. And by the way, thought too. I am so glad she didn't sleep with him. Oh, because I would have lost so much respect for both characters, like (laughs) for so many reasons. Because they yeah. both like it's they both well. do their own thing, and I respect I, that about it. But this say, felt so wrong if they did. Yeah. Chris yeah. in the cards is by. I think that's my funniest bit of the whole show so far. Is Chris <laughs> in the cards? It? Hit Chris when in he's the got cards. those cards, you know, written out. Oh, yeah. He's got his responses already. Like you know, he like he can anticipate everything. He knows yeah. exactly what he's got. Well, I got a card okay, for so, that. I got a. So yep. you know when he first he's shows up plans. and he's trying to do charades <laughs> and it's terrible. Yes. I yes, kept but, sitting there thinking, just pick up something and write it. Yes, <laughs> but it's great because... And then they completely go to where he's thought through everything everybody's going to yes. say. Well, he already and knows. Dude's but so suave, that- he can literally get through a romantic dinner with, with nothing but <laughs> yeah. stuff he wrote down on cards. <laughs> right. <laughs> but see, now that's the, that's the sort of stuff that reminds me of you, he- Rob. That I could see you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> where uh, when he is miming that stuff, you have the great thing of nobody knows what he's saying except for Marilyn. I think Marilyn's like he was robbed by beauty. <laughs> well, <laughs> and and um, the spirit knows the spirit. Yeah, yes, like, the spirit him, yes. like, knows everything he's trying to say. That's right. And Ed, that's why Ed tells him first. Then you have Maurice telling him the story of uh, Sergey. One is that right? Uh, he says afterwards he was scared. As dragon beep. Hey, we were out of time yeah. about three minutes ago for the radio oh, show. No. See you next time, everybody. Love you and thanks for listening. Yeah, what's and, what's Maurice say? Like, 
So how he, okay? He so how fucking creepy is that the whole town comes to watch him bang? That is <laughs> like weird. The whole, there's yeah. so many people outside. Where, are they gonna bang? Are they gonna bang? Yeah. Like, like, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> Shark, what did you say? I, I missed something there. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I, I said something else, but I think I, this whole premise is one of those that you know. I think uh, you know the uh, category of does this hold up? Um, this was yeah. a very '90s premise. You know what I mean? Yes, the very much the entire so. the entire but, thing. You know. But did you see the turn coming of O'Connell? Because of course, well, you know, as soon as it happened, my wife was like, "Of course." Um, is when Flashman says, "Go talk to him. He's a lunatic. He thinks that if he sleeps with you, he's going to get his voice back." And what's O'Connell's right. response? Right. You expect it to be like, you know, what? I guess outrage against Chris, maybe. But instead, yeah. her response is, "You think I can't make him get his voice back?" Yeah. <laughs> Watch this. Yeah, I'm going to do things to him or something like that. I'm going to make yeah, him like, scream or something. I'm going to have him singing like Pavarotti, I think. She's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the line. That is the line. <laughs> Which is a great turn. Um, I don't think most people would see that coming. And then we get, yes, like you said, the great part, they're all lined up. They're all so did that count for empowerment the in the 90s, I, I suppose? I guess. Seriously, I so. I, you know what I mean? I mean, it gave her agency. It gave, you know what I mean? It gave her control. It, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not well, where we're at, at now. It's not where the discussion is now, but was that a starting point, point for she it? Even, at one point, she even says, I want to do it for you in the town. And then she says, and for Fleischman. And she right. doesn't say why yeah. for Fleischman. It's clearly it's for spite. It's revenge. It's him. right spite. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's not even talking about Rick. Like, Rick's in Fairbanks doing something. Yeah, yeah. Rick's not even part of the conversation. <laughs> no. You know, I think Fleischman even says, it way, like, what about Rick? And it's just kind of like the look, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, but yes, uh, Murray says a great line about Sir Gawain would piss his pants, piss his armor at the sight of a dragon. <laughs> After this, he was worthless. <laughs> yeah, but later he tells son. another story. I don't, I don't remember the second story he tells. Uh, oh, Einstein, about Einstein's theory of relativity and how he felt pain. <laughs> what do you guys right, think right. about Maurice's theory? I need to bring this up. What do we think about this theory? Okay, you so I know the relationship I've been in has in caused me pain, but I don't, <laughs> yeah. well, I don't think yeah. I agree with Maurice. <laughs> no, because you know what I think is the real vehicle for that is just so he can find out that uh, Shelly, isn't that her pain. name? Yeah, Shelly. Felt yeah. pain for him. And then he's happy. He's happy. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. Yes, he that is. She hurt. He's sitting there all smug like, that's right, I hurt her. Yeah. 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 But I, <laughs> I, the... I, I love that everybody like latched on to his theory. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shelly was like, well, you got me, obviously. I was sick all weekend or whatever. Uh, I like the flashback to uh, when he met Shelly. He's playing the music that was on when he met her. And it's the like fayest weirdest music you've ever heard yeah but it's even weirder okay it's even weirder because it's like an old man watching young girls at a beauty pageant and he's like foaming over them and then isn't it and it's his theory you gotta bang beauty to get it back and i'm like of course you're a white man who who thinks it's all about you i'm sure you do think a beautiful woman has to bang you to get your voice back (laughs) like there was so much going on in that little clip and i'm not kidding 
I got creeped out when he was sitting we were, there with that look on his face watching mm-hmm. these girls at a beauty pageant. Oh, absolutely. We were talking, uh, we were joking about there's a show called The Golden Bachelor. And uh, if he's an older fellow, oh, yeah. older ladies on there. We were joking about was there an age limit? Because if there was just like two 22 year olds on there, you know he would be like, there's just something about her. <laughs> <laughs> Like we connect more than any of these other. I mean, I really there's just we have so much in common. You're like I bet you do. I, I bet you do. Like I talk about Pearl Jam, and she thinks it's something you put on jelly. Like, yeah, she's an old soul. Yeah, that's, that's the line right there. She's yeah, she is an old soul. Like, well, there's plenty of actual old souls on it. <laughs> yeah, right. There's lots of old people, man. Oh man, there, like it's uh, the best show. I, I don't know. Like, it was so bizarre with that and everybody like voyeuristically standing outside yes. waiting yeah. to find out. And then you know that. And then the creepiest part of all, she does. But then to creep it out more is when Fleischman shows oh up and God. wants details. Fle- yeah, oh, she yeah. Well, I was going to say, Fleischman, <laughs> Fleischman, you know, bemoans the whole thing. But then he shows up just like everybody else to the house with Maurice. And, yeah. uh, and he is just, you know, he's making every excuse in the world for her. Oh, she's not going to go through with it. Uh, she's going to open the door and say, Jokes on you, ha ha! Like he's do he can't he cannot fathom that she might actually go through with this, or Chris would go through with this. Right, and like every step that goes further, where it seems like it's going to happen, he is just being shattered. <laughs> so we see like how he actually feels about her and how she feels about him, since she's willing to go to such lengths despite him. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing is this episode made me think that. Um, that they really, really like each other. They just can't admit it. So they're both trying to, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I act so. act a tough front course, or whatever. I don't uh, know. Of course, Chris uh, and and her do not go through with it. She just gives him a very loving kiss, and he comes back outside and he says, "Wow!" And like everybody, you know, makes up their own assumptions. But then you're right. Joel can't help himself. He's got to show up, and he asks something, and we missed it. Um, I don't remember what he asks. Um. He asks Chris something, right? He says, "Is she a moaner?" Is, oh, a yeah. moaner. Is she a moaner? I couldn't hear it. I didn't have the caption. On yeah, so you know, seriously, he's like, well, "She, she moans, doesn't she?" Like he says it to her, and I love that. Um, that Chris is a gentleman and will not just. He goes silent. Like I'm not going to answer this. I'm yeah, not going to answer the line with gonna... screamer, and the censors were like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Squealer. Yeah. She a lassie? Um, is she a screamer? <laughs> Porkies. <Nope. laughs> um, anyways, he's going to pork her, uh, Dad. He's going to pork her. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to pork her, Russ. He's not going to pork her. <laughs> um, uh, one who waits tries all the things. He talks to the people. He talks to the wind and the water, which I enjoyed those scenes very much. And Ed... Uh, if you know what happens to Ed further along in the series, this is very, uh, uh, it's just cool. It's a, it's a nice backstory that's going to pay off eventually. Um, but anyway, he's following his ghost around, and he eventually tells him he can't find him. I don't know who your father is. I don't know where your parents were. He tells him this great story. He takes him to this place and tells him uh, is this where the uh, the CGI was, Shark? This is this tell- is the one. It's like that's when it. You see- okay. 
when you see Ed, I, like when they're they're shooting just Ed, it looks uh-huh. really natural. It's like whatever's behind Ed was what was actually there. Uh-huh. And then when they shoot uh, you know, uh, one who the waits. chief. Yeah, uh-huh. one who waits. It's like they didn't like what was behind him, so it's almost like they just painted some mountain backdrop. On Do you the think it's because like he was old and they didn't want him <laughs> out in that cold? That's what I was going to say. Really cold. Yeah, because I don't. I don't I, I, I think they were shot separately because you never see yeah. them both in the same in the frame together. I like bet it always it was. cuts to Ed and then it cuts yeah. to him. Cuts to Ed. Cuts to him. You know. Okay, I can see that. But the, he tells a great story about um, <clears throat> about when he was adopted by the tribe. Each male member of the tribe told him a story of their ancestors yep. and yep. Each, each member of the tribe is his father um and it didn't matter if he was an orphan he now had many fathers and many mothers um and ed seems to have a little bit of a memory but then one ways is basically like i give up <laughs> i gotta go yeah. back to whatever yeah. i do in the spirit world yeah it didn't uh, work i gotta get out of here <laughs> yep i will see you later and he leaves. Yeah, and Ed. I don't sleep. I just close my eyes and lay on my side. That's right. Old habits Old are habits. hard to break. Old habits yep. are hard to break, he says, which I loved. I was like, yeah, I guess you would still want to lay down. <laughs> um, uh, then we got, uh, so he leaves. We got Brick, uh, back at the Brick, Maurice's uh, Shelly. Oh, yeah, we talked about the pain, his pain theory. Um, and then, what do you think? I love the song they're playing. The uh, it's a Nat King Cole song, I believe. When I grow too old to dream. Uh, that's yeah, the I just song. never know if that's the right song or not. So I, it never, was the I don't right let song. myself completely love the song. Oh, no. I never know. No, I never that was know right. if I'm getting played. Okay, it that was perfect. Yeah, it was really good. Um, what do you think? Is that Ed's dad that we see at the end? At the end of the show, for those who didn't see it, a truck pulls up, or Ed pulls up to a truck that's had a flat tire. He gets out to help this guy. And this guy looks exactly like Ed. He's got the jacket on. He's got the hair. <laughs> he just looks like an older Ed. And yeah. I, I guess we're to believe that that's his dad, but then Ed just lets him go, and it doesn't dawn on him until he's left. Well, and remember, he was told, keep his eyes on the road. It'll lead you where you're supposed to go. That's right. That's what the spirit we- says to him. So he's got his eyes on the road watching him drive off. Yep. So and he tells him where he's from, which is not a. And he says his name was Smith. So he has, which, but that's like such a <laughs> bad lead. His name's Smith, and he's from Fairbanks, I think, or something like right, that. Right, right. But used to be from there. Um, I I think it comes back later. Uh, well, I know it comes back later. Um, the whole Ed and his dad thing. But yeah, what did you think? Is that his? Uh, is that his dad? Well. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I feel like I'm supposed to think it is, but this show also likes to play with us a little bit Yeah. Um, about what what's true, what's not true, what's real, what's not. So I'm going to tell you the, the romantic in me, capital R, you know, the philosophy, not the love. Um, mm-hmm. The romantic in me thinks that was his dad, but yeah. I don't know. Well, it did make Ed like it, he got a little smile and he teared up almost as if I don't need to know anything else except if that was him. He seemed... Like that was me, and he was a good guy. Like he wasn't, you know. Well, he even he got to, and he got to advice. try to help his dad. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. He got to try to help him, and he basically thanks him for stopping, which is kind of confirming, like you seem like a good dude. And then he gives him some fatherly advice about there's, you know, there's weather coming. You need to dress warm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though they're both up. dressed the same way. <laughs> yes, yeah. Bundle up. Yeah, another front's coming in. Uh, yeah, great finish, man. I loved it. Uh, Starting off I, strong, I, I, I think. For I'm going to tell yes, you. Go ahead. 
I felt like based on what you two have said about this show, I felt like season two, episode two is the first time where I see it the way you guys see it. Like there's the magic, there's the humor, there's the community, there's like all this stuff just kind of finally falls in place and you understand this is this is how the show works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, not that, but I don't get me wrong. I love season two, episode one. I told you I couldn't stop watching it when we weren't oh, supposed yeah. to be there yet. And, and they will bounce but, around between stories about people that are kind of, uh, uh, you know, one character centric Some on some episodes. They will have right. some episodes that are just more humorous than others. I'll have some that are kind of dead serious, not dead serious, but more serious than others. Uh, but they always have so many storylines going that, <clears throat> that that won't bog you down. Because they have other things, but yeah, I think, I think I said it in a, in a, in a text thread or something. You can find them. Uh, these episodes, they're really like we we think we know what works. Here's our strengths. Let's let's do this. Um, and like I said, they're doubling down on the strangeness of the storytelling. <laughs> uh, in episode one and two, um, I think. Can't, oh yes, uh, three's a banger. It has to do with circumcision. <laughs> I'll just give you that little. Oh that, no that no no! I tip. accidentally left it on last night, and I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, I got to turn this off." Like I was, it, it kept running. I started cleaning up my kitchen, and my kitchen same connects to, to same, my front room. Same exact thing happened to me. Yeah, and I looked up, and I'm like, and because I, I, I don't want to give it away, but the character seeking one, I was like, "Are you yeah. serious, dude?" Like, yeah, it's another like, "What are you doing? You're that's just not you." Because it begins, like I said, with him being pretty pretty much a badass. Like it shows him being, like, yeah tough motherfucker and you're like oh shit yeah <laughs> see why people respect holly uh, yeah but then he's gotta have it gets good i don't know what else is going on in that because i once again was like i gotta turn yeah this. i immediately was like i gotta turn this off i gotta turn this off <laughs> yeah, so. well thanks for listening everybody sharks coming over here in a few to uh do some uh recording and uh i think uh yeah oh, no, i better not talk about that uh but thanks for listening everybody we will get into episodes three and four I have no idea what four is, but I am excited on the Northern Watch Along. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you, and we'll be back next time. Adios. Peace.